Hello, you've turned into Confronting Galala's podcast, where we engage in a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. I am Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner, founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency, author, producer, and podcaster of Confronting Galata podcast. Today's genuine discussion is about um, something that's dear to me, and it's, it's targeting people. It's implicit bias, it's um, institutional racism, it's systematic racism. They're all tied together. So if you're a little sensitive, this may not be the podcast you want to listen to today. But I'm going here because um, I've witnessed it over the last, I guess, 12 or so years in almost every aspect of my life. It basically started for me um, when I, when I um, opened up my business, when I became a sports agent and and got licensed and opened up my agency, Triumphant Athletic Agency. I had a huge target on my back. And back then when I started, my company has now been in existence for 10 years. Back then when I started 10 years ago, there were not a lot of females in the industry. And I, I did some recruitment a little differently. Um, than most agents, I recruited over the internet. I'm one of those pioneers that started recruiting over the internet. People thought I was nuts. But at the height of um, my clientele base, I had 14 athletes, and um, not one of them lived in the state in which I lived in, not one. Um, They were all recruited over social media. And it was... um, I caught the attention of a lot of people, um, and it gave it put a target on my back. What does a target mean? It says if um, the CollinsDictionary.com says if you are target if if you target a particular group of, of people, you try to appeal to those people or affect them. Um, the synonym for the, using the word target is choose, select, single out, or earmark. I can tell you I was singled out. (laughs) Um, I was reaching out to all of the professional professional teams, and they started, not the teams, but I had people start to play games with me. Like they would not, they would order my um, portfolio and pretend to be athletes. I mean, it was a nightmare. I mean, absolute nightmare. The games that I that went on for so many years had it's just been unbelievable and if you've ever had a target on your back for one reason or another you know what i'm talking about the other thing that i want to touch on when i'm talking about targeting um, is implicit bias what is what is what's the meaning of implicit bias is unconscious favoritism towards or prejudice against people of a particular ethnicity, gender, or social group that influences one's actions or perceptions. And I'm going to give another definition because then we're going then I'm going to talk about 
I'm going to talk about this subject and I hope you will listen to the entire podcast. Institutional racism. This, I know nobody likes Wikipedia, but I'm going to, I'm quoting them because um, this definition for institutional um, racism, I found very, was on point. And there is one other, um, one other reference I'm going to give as well. But Wikipedia says institutional racism, racism, also known as systematic racism, is defined as policies and practices that exist throughout a whole society or organization that result in and support a continued unfair advantage to some people and an unfair or harmful treatment of others based on race. It manifests as discrimination in areas such as criminal justice, employment, housing, healthcare, education, and political representation. The other, um, the other definition I would like to cite is from an infographic entitled What Racism, Racism Looks Like. And you can find this on www.fpg.unc.edu. It says institutional racism is distinguished from the implicit attitudes of racial biases of individuals by the existence of systematic policies or laws and practices that provide differential access to goods, services, and opportunities of a society by, by, uh, of a society. And I thought those um, two definitions were on point. Let's tie that into targeting. <laughs> I have seen, seen hidden biases. I've seen, I've seen black on black um, biases. I've seen minority on minority. Um, one book or article that I read that was really good is called Great, the great article, Black on Black Racism, that the hazards of implicit biases. And you can find that article at www.theatlantic.com. Atlanta.com. I want to talk about this because for the last, I say, like I said, for the last 12 years, it started first when I first started my agency. Then when I became a published author, um, I drew a whole nother group of people that had, (laughs) that was throwing daggers at me. And I tend to be one of those individuals at work that always have the target on my back. And I sit there and I say, why do I always find that I am the one to have the target on my back? Well, if you're an outstanding employee, you know, you always have those slackers who get upset because you do such a great job. You also have the, in, the individuals that um, are envious because maybe they, they didn't get the opportunity that you got. I've had, the, I've had a target on my back 
um, when it came to banking. When I tried to refinance my, my first Infinity that I owned, um, I went to a credit union. Before I told them what I wanted to do, I first sought them out and asked questions. And I found out when I asked the questions that I should qualify for it. But when I actually applied, they gave me an excuse why I couldn't, they couldn't do it, even though it was within their, within their guidelines, because I had sought out the policies before going in and actually in person applying. I was really upset over that. I've had that happen with me um, when I lived in Texas. I've had that happen with me when I lived here in Maryland, um, dealing with mechanics, where um, because they believe you have a, 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 a have some money, they overcharge you. Um, I've had I've had um, biases against me with. Um, just because I drive an infinity. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised at how many people treat you differently by the car you drive. You could have not a penny in your pocket and they will treat you. Sometimes they're not nice to you because they, they, they're envious over what you have. The same with housing. You could live in a nice neighborhood and you have people that treat you differently um, you can live in a poor neighborhood and be treated differently. Um, I've noticed that when I, um, I've seen it happen in um, employment. When I was homeless and was looking for a job, because I didn't have an address, my applications were looked over. I had an incident when I was in Houston, Texas, that I applied for housing. I was sleeping in my car, mind you, <laughs> and I applied for housing for in a uh, um, in a apartment complex that was that was actually ran through HUD, honestly, and it was a um, not a Section Eight property, but it was one of those properties where. Your income, you were your income selected how much you paid. I, at the right now, I cannot tell you what it's called, but it's a um, program where the your you the amount that you pay is according to how much you make, and it's through HUD. And I was sleeping in my car. <laughs> I had no roof over my head, none at all. And because I was sleeping in my car, even though I had a job and I was trying to save up to, I had saved up to actually um, get into housing, they turned me down because I was sleeping in my car. And I didn't find out until after I, found, after I got into another apartment complex that wasn't as nice as this one, that I should not have been turned down. <laughs> And I reached out to HUD, and HUD was like, you should have not have been turned down for that, for that apartment. I was like, well, I wish you'd have told me that back then. But ignorance, I was ignorant. I didn't know better. That's biases. 
They thought that because I lived in my car that I would not be a suitable um, tenant to live in this apartment complex. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was living in my car because I couldn't afford an apartment. I got a job and I was saving up so that I could get an apartment. I had my down payment. I had everything they needed. My credit was good, but yet they turned me down. Targeting. (laughs) I've seen people get targeted because of their educational attainment. Oh, they think they all that. Well, you know, they ain't all that, you know. I've seen people looked over for job opportunities because of one group of people that are envious or jealous of them. So they have blocked them from from obtaining a higher position, even though they're qualified and they're good at what they do and they know that they would be outstanding. But because of envy, and jealousy and the fact that they do not want to see this individual get ahead for one reason or another, they start a campaign against that individual and and solicit people to participate. And it is unbelievable when you are selected to be singled out. Time and time and time again. It's funny. I had somebody say to me not too long ago at work, at my my full-time gig, my full-time job, that you can't, they actually said you can't keep getting picked. And I was like, what you mean picked? (laughs) What do you mean picked? Well, what they were saying is I couldn't keep getting singled out to be the one that have the not move up, the one that not get what I'm supposed to get, the one that, I mean, I have had this happen to me so many times, it is not even funny. I had a, um, a colleague come in and do a presentation to our students um, at the college in which I work for, and she was talking about how systematic um, racism is also played in to hiring practices and how much people are paid. <laughs> and I was like, wow, whew, that's a, that, that like, I like sat back in my chair because I've had that happen to me, um, where I've been truly underpaid and I never looked at that as being, um, I never thought about it before she actually said it as being, um, being one of the systems, systematic policies or laws or practices, um, that discriminate, that keep people down, that keep marginal people down, that keep women down, that keep people of color down that keep minorities down. And honestly, that keep, you know, some white people down, (laughs) you know, some Caucasians. Believe it or not, you know, um, I mentioned black on black racism, but there is white on white racism. There is minority on minority racism. Um, I've noticed that, you know, the culture we have now, the 
ethnic groups don't always work together. I mean, we all bleed blood. Most of our blood, everybody I know that bleed blood, all bleed red blood. (laughs) And that means that we should all be helping one another instead of singling people out, putting a target on somebody's back because you're envious. We should all be reaching down and lifting someone else up as we go up. But that is not what we see nowadays, unfortunately. And it's, it's happening not only in adults, but it's happening in children. You know, you see a kid doing well or an adult doing well, and instead of everybody trying to help that person to be successful, soon as they find out, oh, she did what? Oh, she wrote a book? Oh, no, that book ain't going nowhere. Oh, no. Instead of saying, oh, my God, let me see how I can help you be successful with your, with your book. How can I help you to get more sales? That is not what they do. They say, oh, she, I don't know who she thinks she is. She wrote a book? Oh, that book ain't going nowhere. Oh, really? Okay, we're going to have to figure out that. Even with my podcast. Oh, that podcast, ain't nobody going to hear that podcast. That is not how we are supposed to be as, as Americans, as Christians, as believers. That is not of God. <laughs> that is truly of Satan. Anybody that participates in that type of behavior is not of God at all. It's not godly. That is not a godly behavior. And if you're not, a, if you don't believe in a higher power, then, then that would make sense if you would act like that. But that is what's hurting our communities. And when I say our communities, I mean all communities. That is what's hurting the United States of America. That is what's hurting the world. Nobody wants to collaborate. Nobody wants to help somebody else reach their goal. It's all about pulling down the other person. We've gotten to a a society where competitiveness outweighs compassion, outweighs, um, I mean, common sense, (laughs) outweighs, you know, I mean, it just, it's just gotten so nasty that every little thing is a, is a competition. I mean, (laughs) think about when they created, when they created the light bulb, when the light bulb was created. If it was, you know, if they didn't, after he created the light bulb, if there was no collaboration around getting that out into the public and allowing more people to have access to it, then we wouldn't have light. Think about the air conditioning. We've had a hot summer. (laughs) And I'm thanking God for the creation of the air conditioning. Think about, I mean, even little stuff. I mean, little stuff. It's just we have to stop turning each other down. And that's everybody. It's just, it's not one race or another. It's not one ethnic group. It's not one social economic group or another. I mean, 
I know when when they make policies and they like, oh, they got loopholes. I don't want the one percenters to, you know, why do they always get the tax breaks? Why do they always, you know, I don't want to help the one percenters. But <laughs> I sit there and I crack up. I'm like, you hate knowing the one percenters. But, you know, the one percenters are the ones that help with all the philanthropy. They're the ones that write the checks to, you know, the nonprofits that reach out and help us when we need money. So why are you gonna hate on a, a one percenter when, you know, you, that, that one percenter may give your salary and donations? Had you thought about that? You see by somebody that's maybe struggling, that's poor, that's considered poor financially, and they get mad at somebody in the middle class. It's like, well, she thinks she good because she know she live over there and she got this, she got that. I, let's see what we, we're going. I'm fix her. <laughs> Why would you hate on that person? That person worked their behind off to get to where they are. And that's why I needed to do this podcast. This has been bothering me. I actually, this has really been on my mind for a, for a full about a week or two. And I really, really needed to do this podcast because we got to wake up. The world has to wake up. People have to wake up. We, sh- we should not be turning each other down. There used to be a time where, irregardless of your political affiliation, that you could sit at the table, break bread with each other, and cut deals that help other people. Now, everybody's turned each other apart. That's why our policies are screwed up right now. Because nobody wants to work together. It's all about me or us. Implicit biases are real. And if you think you don't have a bias, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. I have to check myself all the time. Believe me, I do. And sometimes I have to check what I say out of my mouth. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I wasn't supposed to say that. That's not good. I wasn't supposed to say that. So I have to check myself. I try to keep myself real. I am not perfect. But our world, we have to change, guys. If we want a better tomorrow or even a better today, we have to change now. We have to stop targeting people. We gotta stop getting jealous of somebody that's, you know, that might have a couple of pennies. Not no real dollars, just a few pennies more than you. Or we gotta be more supportive of one another. Instead of getting jealous and wanting to turn down what somebody has created. It's not good to put a target on somebody's back. They ain't done nothing to you. 
And now we see that in our youth because they're only emulating what they see in adults. And people are like, well, what's going on with our young people? They're, they're emulating what they see. If they're in a family where everybody works together to help each other get ahead instead of backbiting and stabbing each other in the back, then they're going to be more like that. But if all they see is fighting, then they're going to be angry and fight. <laughs> we have to stop the targeting. We really do, guys. We, I mean, we have to stop it. I've seen it, like I said, I've seen it at work. I've seen it in housing. I've seen it in banking. I saw it with mechanics. <laughs> I've even seen it in the grocery stores. I go into the grocery store and they start walking around. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm not going to steal. Believe me. I don't want to go to jail. I'm not going to steal. You follow me around when the real criminals are walking around here stealing like I don't know what. So implicit bias is real. Targeting is real. We have to stop it. America, let's wake up. World, let's wake up. It is time to stop the foolishness. We've gone too far in the wrong direction. I woke up doing, well, I've always been woke. I try not to participate in that type of activity. And like I said, if I catch myself doing it, I check myself. But COVID was supposed to wake us up and get us in the right path. We woke up out of COVID and everything that you thought about that was not right, people are doing. It's like, it's like God allowed us to see our, see our own creation. And guess what, God, the creation is not good. God said, you created this evil, watch what this evil can do. So we all got to check our own self. We got to stop being jealous and envious of other people. We got to stop targeting. Stop hating on somebody that got money. You should be saying, well, dang, man, can you like give me some tips or what I can do, you know, to get where you are or get further than you are? You know, that's what we should be doing, not hurting each other and not getting the tips so that you can try to use it against the individual. Because that's another thing I found. When I first started out with my business, people were asking me questions and I thought they were sincerely curious, but they were all asking me questions so they could become a competitor. Instead of letting me succeed and try to help me succeed to get to the next level, they were already all on it trying to turn me down. 
trying to block my block my stuff from being successful. Trying to be a competitor, trying to steal what I've written, what I've created. Even to my podcast. <laughs> I had people say that was my idea. It, well, if it was your idea, why didn't you create it before I started it? Stop targeting people, guys. Stop it. It is time for us to wake up. It is truly time for us to wake up. Admit that we have hidden biases. Admit that you got implicit biases. And let's, you know, look in the mirror and deal with them. We can't keep targeting people. Because what God has for you to do, you must do. Because somebody else is relying on what you need to do. God creates everybody as an individual. And we all have a piece to play in, in, in this country, in this world. And what he, imp- what he imparted in me if you keep interfering with what God wants me to create in this world, then what I'm supposed to create could be the thing that saved you or help you get to your next level. But if we're too busy trying to put up roadblocks for people, that's a problem. That is a problem. And it is definitely a systematic problem. Stop the minority or minority, you know, racism. The black on black biases. Stop it, y'all. Black on brown. Let's stop it. We want the best and the greatest for us and our children. Everybody should have a seat at the table. Nobody deserves to work their butt off to to create something for somebody to think that they're supposed to just steal it or interfere with its success. There are laws against that, you know. (laughs) There are federal laws against it. We got to stop the targeting. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you. It is, it is time for us as individuals to no longer have the foolishness. No more targeting people. Thank you all. Listeners, become a listener supporter. Tune in next time to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. This is Taboo Winslow Mars, soul owner and founder and podcaster of Confronting Galala Podcast, author, 
and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency. Let's play ball and win, and tune in next time.